0: Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family with God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances.
1: Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and we are so glad that you have chosen to listen. We are a ministry of Grace Church, and we're happy to be with you.
2: Yeah, we had a little break, you know, Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving, no matter how you did your turkey, whether you deep fried it, (laughs) baked it. Oven roasted
1: or or smoked it it. or skipped it. Like the Armstrongs, we actually were rebels this year and we did ham.
2: Yeah, and it was delicious. It
1: was. We broke the all-American tradition and just decided to do something different. So I hope however you chose to do your turkey or ham Mm. (laughs) or chicken or whatever you do, that it was a great time with your family.
2: it was. It was actually a great time with family. I was super thankful to have that week off.
1: Yeah, that's good.
2: So. Well, we're back. We're back. And we've been talking about marriage, Mm -hmm. in particular lies that oftentimes we can come to believe Mm -hmm. about marriage that in so many ways can derail our lives and our marriages if we let those lies come to roost for long periods of time. Because as you come to think about marriage, um, as it says in scripture, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Mm-hmm. So there's so much about the battleground of the mind that is so important to the Christian life in the victory um, that we would live in by living according to his word.
1: yep. I also think there's just such a power um, there's a powerful thing about lies when they get in mm-hmm. and roost, as you said, or take root. Um, it's amazing how we can become so in, like wrapped up in a lie, or so caught in a lie that we cannot see clearly. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, we just read the scripture in Galatians where Paul is um, kind of chastising the Judaizers, and he's using the analogy of a little leaven, right? And the yeah. yeast ruins the whole thing. Yep. And I think a lie is a lot like that. Mm-hmm. A little lie can take root, and all of a sudden. Um, spiral into a whole like train wreck of kind of untruth. Yeah. That can derail a person quickly and certainly can derail a marriage. Yeah. And so we have to be careful yep. what we let in, what we believe, because certainly it does affect how we act.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We need a filter <clears throat> yep. over our mind and learn to take in that which is good and uh, reject that which is, which is bad yeah um maintaining the truth and allowing our hearts and minds to be saturated mm-hmm. in what is right and true and good, and rejecting the bad and the evil um, and the lies that are out there.
1: Yeah, and I think another another safeguard that God has given us is to stay in community also. Yeah, you know, lies thrive in the dark. Mm-hmm. And when we isolate ourselves, and we don't have anybody else speaking truth into our life, and we, it's amazing how we as humans can spin something yeah. so that to us it seems perfectly fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think we have to be really careful that this is the, the protection and the gift of the body of Christ, yeah. is that sometimes we are falling for something that's not true, and um, you know, for whatever reason we, we aren't seeing it, yeah. but sometimes God uses other people. In yep. a community of believers, or a pastor who's shepherding a church, to speak truth, yes. and all of a sudden, you know, God takes that truth and illuminates right. our eyes, right, and reveals, takes the blinder off, so we can see. Oh gosh, that I'm way off here. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, feeling so justified in this, but now God is revealing actually this is a problem with me. Yeah. Um, and what I'm believing, so And I think, important. as
2: you said, super important is the whole community of God's people, mm-hmm. a group of believers that hold to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Because when we're in a bad place and we're believing lies, it's so easy to justify the life we're living and continue to stay in it. And what we'll oftentimes see happen is people will gather around them, people who are yes people.
1: Yeah, somebody who can affirm. Someone
2: who affirm yep. them in their sin or they'll get on social media, yeah. right? Or they'll go to wherever. And that's the problem. You can find somebody who will yeah. absolutely agree with you, yeah. even though you could be doing the worst thing possible, no doubt you'll find someone mm-hmm. who will side with you.
1: Yep. That's a, that's a tactic of the enemy, right? He's absolutely. always going to fuel lies and untruths, yeah. always. He's going to uh, do what he can to make that spread and grow, and he's going to do everything he can to hinder truth mm-hmm. from um, tearing down that lie. So yeah. tonight, let's talk about another lie. Yeah, and
2: marriage. I think as a lead-in... Many of us have probably been to a wedding, weddings. And when you're at a wedding, weddings are a lot of fun, right? I mean, they just are. There's great food, there's great fellowship. Um, obviously, it's a momentous occasion in the lives of, of, of this couple. And to be a part of that is really significant. And most people, there's such, such a buildup and maybe an undue expectation for what that day is gonna be like. But I think sometimes our perception of marriage just based off the weddings we've been to, we can think maybe the wrong things about marriage, right? I mean, you think about it, weddings, people look their best, feel their best. I mean, they're having the best day ever. But then the wedding ends, the honeymoon wears off, and you start dealing with the reality of a marriage that entails responsibility, duty, and hard work to keep it going. And I think if we're not careful, we can start down a dark path in our mind where we start believing this lie about marriage And that lie is the thought, marriage shouldn't be this hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a big one. Um, You know, it's just interesting as humans, like part of our human condition, I think, is that we never want the hard path. No. Right? We always want to take the easiest way. Right. The quickest way, the fastest way. Mm Mm-hmm. And... um, I just think that this creeps into every part of our life. Yeah. And I actually think that sometimes this even subconsciously creeps in that uh, into our expectations yeah. of what marriage we think is, you know, going to be like. Mhm. And we just kind of have this unspoken expectation like especially if, you know, two believers um, you know, hey Lord, we did this the right way. We we honored you the best we could in our dating relationship. Um we got married, mm-hmm. and if we're if we're honest, sometimes there's a spiritual pride in us that yeah. starts to feel like now you kind of owe us like right. a happy life. Yeah, and it can be very disillusioning when you know trouble comes knocking at our door that mm-hmm. feels unfair or unexpected or unjust, and all of a sudden, what is this? Like yeah. I, we didn't ask for this. Yeah. You know, we we just wanted the The white picket fence and the two kids and a dog and, Mm -hmm. you know, ability to do what we want when we want. That's kind of what we all, I think, in the back of our minds think is going to happen.
2: Yeah. I think you're totally, totally, absolutely 100% correct on that. I think sometimes we think if we're on the right path, then the road should be easy and effortless. Yeah. Right? We shouldn't incur uh, any problems or struggles or trials along the way. Well, that's just not the reality. It's not really a reality of life, for sure. It's not the reality of, of marriage, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can be doing all the right things in life, and things could still be hard. I mean, Jesus did all the right things, and he lived one of the hardest lives ever.
1: True, yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. I mean, he's perfectly obedient to the Father. Yeah. Um, and yet he went through tremendous struggles and trials yep. here on earth. Yeah. But I think sometimes within marriage, we can have these struggles and somehow we'll use that as a reason to say, you know what? If it's wrong and I feel like it's hard, um, then it, the marriage must be wrong. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I think I think a lot of people um, just imagine that there's not going to be any conflict or struggle in a good marriage. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is that that is just not true. Yeah that the presence of conflict or the presence of struggle doesn't equate to the quality of the marriage. Right. Right. And in fact, you may find the opposite to be true in a seasoned couple who have been through hard things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have the best marriage of all. Yeah. Um, You know, I heard a guy, it's funny, because you and I are in marriage ministry and we have phones that spy on us, apparently. <laughs> I must talk about marriage enough that my phone picks it up. <laughs> and so I get these marriage, uh, it's interesting, marriage-like content all the time in my social media from people and sources I have never heard of. Mm-hmm. But this video popped up the other day of a guy talking about marriage, and he was talking about the work, the hard work of marriage. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, "You know, our marriage work, speaking of he and his wife, Our marriage works because our marriage works. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, my interest was was piqued and I thought, where's it going to go with this? And he said, it works because I work for my wife. My wife works for me. We work for the marriage. Mm -hmm. We work for um, unity. We work for agreement. He's like, none of this is just handed to us. We don't wake up like this yeah. in our marriage, you know, we don't wake up in a great marriage. We worked mm-hmm. for that great marriage mm-hmm. and we, we put in the time and the effort and the blood and the sweat and the tear, you know, all yeah. the things. And I thought, gosh, it's such a great point because sometimes we we think we deserve a great marriage. Right. Or we're disappointed because, you know, we thought we married this person. Who was going to complete, you know, the the happy ever happily ever after part of our life? And I think you're so right. I think people can, at the you know first sign of struggle, or maybe just the ten thousandth sign of struggle, can say like, "This is too much," mm-hmm. and clearly this means we weren't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be really careful about that line of thinking because I don't know where that comes from, yeah. and I, I'm not sure that that does actually reveal that you're not meant to be. Just right. because marriage is hard, yeah. And uh, by the same token, you know, you could ask the question: Well, what if, what if you never do have an easy marriage? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have a bad marriage? Right. Does that mean that God made a mistake
2: mm-hmm. in bringing
1: the two of you together? Yeah. Or what if all along God's not really after our happiness in marriage, right? But He's always pushing us toward holiness in marriage. Mm-hmm. Because I think actually, if if holiness is the goal, I think your marriage is actually going to be better than ever. Yeah. But n- nobody arrives at holy. No. Overnight.
2: Yeah. Or by mistake.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or is handed holy. Right. You have to earn that. Yeah. Right.
2: That's so true. I I think um we're so you know <clears throat> we're so adverse to wanting to go through hard things. That, as mentioned before we want to take the easy route we want to remove all obstacles and barriers we don't want to go over the mountain we want somebody to remove that for us
1: absolutely uh, and
2: maybe the marriage that's great is because they went over the mountain together yeah and, and they went through everything that entails going over in a mountain together right would produce in someone's life all the hard work all the strenuous effort all the problems that you encounter the everything scars. goes into yeah. it. the scars everything goes into it yeah um but i think you know we oftentimes ask god to move the mountain well maybe he put that mountain there for a reason yeah um it and is- so
1: It's ingrained in us early. You know, I think of our kids. Sometimes when we ask them to do something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a couple. They cut
2: corners and it's just like they try to take the easy way out. A
1: couple who are like adverse to hard work Mm -hmm. and will even say, like, Oh, I'm not doing that. That's way too hard. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That'll take forever. (laughs) Actually, it might take you five minutes.
1: Right. Tops. But but that's just, I think, reflective of how it's in us. Mm -hmm. Our nature is to avoid work.
2: Yeah, it is. And I, I think going back to this train of thought that when we let lies roost in our minds, it can take over and lead us to believe other lies where we say, okay, well, if it's hard, then this marriage must be wrong and or I married the wrong person and therefore I'm out. Yeah, And so we have to come back to a place eventually where we have to stop the lies and counter them with the truth. And first of all, we know from 1 Corinthians seven twenty-eight, Paul very clearly talks about marriage. And he says, but if you marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Yet such, meaning those who marry will have trouble in this life. Very clearly, Paul doesn't pull any punches, but he gives us what we should expect. Marriage isn't going to be a cakewalk. We, should ex- we shouldn't just expect rainbows and Skittles all the time <laughs> or the Disney happily ever after. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a struggle. Not always. Right but at times yep. there will be a struggle in this life and in our marriage it's inevitable
1: yeah and we say that you know not to downplay the the gift that marriage is right, right. or to take away from the joy that's also part of marriage because there's plenty that's wonderful about marriage absolutely but everything good everything worthwhile usually has required effort and hard work to get there totally right it's made it worth it like nobody runs a marathon without an ounce of training right Mm -hmm. but the the ones i mean you might get some crazy people who try but the people who feel the most fulfilled are the ones who have put in the work yeah and then they see it pay off right right and i i think that's what's so sad about our culture is that there are so many who are just beginning the 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 enduring part of marriage right the race where you got your endurance has got to kick in yeah some perseverance has to start playing a role and so many people bail
2: mm-hmm.
1: when it gets tough When it gets tough, and then what's sad is that they don't ever get to see the fruit or the reward on the other side of exactly. all that hard work
2: so true and i think that's where we need to think differently about the struggles that we experience within marriage and maybe the struggles we have in marriage is part of the maturation maturation process right mm-hmm. what if the struggles are actually making us stronger yeah it's like it's like the caterpillar that is turning into a butterfly and there's a struggle that goes on when it's within the cocoon Mm -hmm. see the butterfly has to struggle within the cocoon in order to develop wings for flight the cocoon struggle helps the newly developed butterfly gain strength and to fill its wings with blood and that struggling against the cocoon pushes all the fluid from the body to its wings making flight possible and if you interrupt that process and you save that caterpillar from going through that struggle, it's gonna be underdeveloped and incapable of flight. It's interesting, the parallel there, because I think in so many ways, we could view marriage like a cocoon. It's a perfect setting for faith development,
0: Hmm.
2: right? The struggle within marriage helps to break down and push out the pride and selfishness, thus filling our lives with humbleness and selflessness. And that struggle is real, but there's a purpose in the pain, is we become more Christ-like. And that's what's so cool, the characteristics, characteristics, I'm sorry, of Christ, when they're developed in our lives, it'll allow for our marriages to take off, and then we can reach new heights together of joy, intimacy, and oneness.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful picture of, you know, how it's such a blessing to be a part of marriage, right? Because God often uses it for exactly what you just said. You know, growing us up in maturity, growing us up in Christ, um, He uses it to help us pursue holiness. Mm-hmm. But it's not without work. Yeah. You know, I, I think another piece um, that that sometimes explains maybe some of the struggle. And it's not really one that we were jumping up and down, like, pick me, pick me. Yeah. (laughs) But Hebrews 12 reminds us that um, God disciplines those he loves. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as it says in verse 5, "'My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline.'" God is treating you as sons, for what son is not disciplined by his father? And if you're not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. And then in verse 11, it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Hmm. Later on, however, that later on is so key, (laughs) hang in there, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Yeah, I, I just think later y- on. Later on, and also, y- you may think that your marriage and and we're. I think we all fall prey to this. My marriage is hard because my spouse is X, mm-hmm. <laughs> or my marriage is hard because you know we just don't see eye to eye on this. Maybe some of those things are true, but what if also my marriage is hard because. There's sin in mm. my life, mm-hmm. and God is using it to expose that sin and discipline me. Yeah, and discipline us. Yeah, and you know, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Like no. we can say, "Amen" to that part, right. right? But later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for yeah. those who have been trained by it. Yeah, that is <clears throat> a beautiful reward in marriage. Yeah, if we will endure the struggle together god actually can use it to draw us closer to himself but also to one another and train us in mm-hmm. it. so that later there is this harvest that we reap from yeah. it right yeah. and yet there's no promise that you know you're going to go through hardship just once or twice and then yeah. then we're done right you know like we god god knows best he knows better and he's wiser and he knows in fact, us more than we know ourselves. I mean, there's a hard truth that some of us really may endure struggles and hardship always mm-hmm. in our marriage. It mm-hmm. might just be a constant way that the Lord shapes us yeah. and grows us. Yeah. You know, I had a, a dear friend who I admire so much. She's older than I am, and um, just has wisdom for me every time I'm with her. But she has shared before that um throughout their marriage the lord has for a while it felt to her like why can't we ever get ahead Mm. financially Mm -hmm. like why are we always scrambling it seems right until one day she said she just was kind of pouring out her her sorrow to the Lord, but also just like her weariness in this. Like, why? Why is there always a struggle here? Yeah. And she said the Lord just showed her one day, like, listen, it may feel like lack to you, but actually I am protecting you and I am causing a dependence in you mm-hmm. that is good for you. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, when I started to view it as that, right, it changed it for me. Yeah. Instead of like this... Pressing thorn that like would not go away, I started to see it as actually the grace of God because for whatever reason, He knows us, He knew them, He knew that, um, you know, to have plenty in this season might actually hinder them from mm-hmm. coming to Him. Mm-hmm. And um, that has just resonated with me over the years yeah. when I faced similar feelings like, gosh, Lord, you know, what are we ever going to get ahead in this area or, or these? puzzle pieces are going to come together or whatever. There's always two ways to view that. Yeah. Right? Like you can always view it like, oh, here we are again. We can never seem to get beyond this point. Or you can view it like, gosh, God is always on time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's always given us just enough. And and we're tempted to, as humans, take it and say like, yeah. it's extra. Let's, <laughs> let's right. hoard it.
2: Like the manna that he provided. Right. In Old when Testament. in reality,
1: he's like, you don't know what's coming tomorrow, and what I'm giving you today is going to yeah. cover tomorrow. That's right. But that produces a dependence in us, mm-hmm. right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think we don't love discipline. We don't love lack. Right. We don't love hardship. Right. But that's often how God powerfully works, not just to grow us up, but to protect us, right. too.
2: Yeah. And I think so much of that, you know, God given us just what we need. For the day and allowing us to struggle to a certain point is to help wean us off a you know wean us off worldliness selfishness greed pride and the rest yeah you think about why god did that for the nation of israel in the desert it was to break the hold that egypt had over their lives you've been so used to living life as a slave yeah and now how do you live life in the freedom that God has purchased, and now be slaves of of God, right? Yep. And so they're learning to be dependent upon the Lord, right? Yep. And learning to leave behind the ways of Egypt and the slavery that they got so accustomed to. Yeah, that's why so many times they're like, "Why don't we just go back to Egypt? Remember, we had all the leeks and the onions, and we got three squares meals <laughs> <Right>. a day. <laughs> right. Do you remember you were?" oppressed
1: yeah do you remember you were and it was hard yes yeah, and you were slaves yeah
2: and so you know there's a purpose for what god does in yeah. our lives and marriages and i think it's so true and and i guess to piggyback um a verse that very much correlates with what you just shared from hebrews 12 is james 1 2 to 4 a very popular verse consider all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and that endurance have its perfect results that you may be sure and complete lacking in nothing mm-hmm. again if you think about it later on yeah. after the trial something has been produced that is going to be such a benefit for your life and your marriage yep. it's been my experience working with so many couples that have been through hard things Yet they'll just be willing to wait upon the lord continue to fight for their marriage and persevere on the other side of heart is such a great blessing yeah
1: just like that guy said our marriage works because our marriage works yeah Right, mm-hmm. because we hung in there. Yeah, because we we keep working at it. I keep working at it. That's what makes it work. I yeah. mean, obviously God's grace is factored in there. Yeah. and,
2: and we had that testimony too. from Greg and Emily. <clears throat> um, they're at Watermark. They're a couple that went through Reengage, and um, their testimony was given. And how at the very end, they are talking about how much God had changed their lives and now how they learned to communicate better through conflict and there was better understanding and so much more understanding of grace, mercy, and forgiveness. But she mentioned that early on during Re-Engage, she wanted to quit yeah. every single Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's She didn't right. want
2: to come back, but she right. did, and yeah. they did.
1: Yeah, and she also talked about how she was so frustrated because there didn't seem to be a moment of, radical change right right like there wasn't a day when like everything changed Mm -hmm. and that was frustrating and part of the reason she wanted to quit like it felt like nothing was happening yeah and when she looked back at at the end of the class at the end of the time she looked back and realized that god was using just a series of small incremental changes Mm -hmm. all along the way yeah and and actually he was moving in a big way yeah. in their life but it was through a series of small right decisions mm-hmm. and sometimes i think you know there's a word for us in that too totally we we are also prone to want especially in our instant gratification culture yeah we want to remove the mountain yeah get to the other side and have that all happen in the next 24 hours yeah <laughs> right
2: i think we want god to operate <clears throat> and give us something like a like an instant Microwave result, yeah. But I think God works more like a crock pot, you <laughs> exactly. know. Slowly warms things up, yeah. things low simmer and low and slow. And, uh, and, slow. Uh. and
1: sometimes He does. No, he, you know, of course. Yeah. Sometimes He does dramatic. Oh, and He can it, absolutely. But often can, I think yeah. you're right. It's he
2: can change a, things in in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I think when it comes to our growth and maturation of of our faith, yeah, um, it's low and slow. Incremental changes through making faithful, godly decisions Mm -hmm. day in and day out for a long period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was so encouraged um, to hear a friend the other day. She and her husband have been married 27 years. Mm -hmm. And she said they just recently kind of said to each other, like, wow, like they were thinking back to the early days. Mm -hmm. And were able to just kind of marvel and... Um, praise the Lord for who they are today, yeah, versus who they were then. Because yeah. who they are today, they can they can both point to serious change, evidence of God's um, changing uh, work in their life, yeah. maturity. You know, they're not they got they're people, so they still have ways to go. Yeah, but she said it was just such a moment of like, the Lord is working. Like we are different mm-hmm. today and, you know, not perfect, but there's growth. We yeah. can look back at over 27 years and see growth. And see growth. And I would say, you know, that we could say the same thing. Yeah. We aren't perfect. We have plenty, to, plenty of areas to continue to grow in. But if I look at who we were when we met, you know, and got married, 2003, here we are almost 20 years later, there's growth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: God has... has moved each of us and in, in different ways and different pace. Um, yeah. but he has grown us up in him yeah. and praise God, you know, he will continue to do that.
2: Yeah. And the struggle has been real, but mm-hmm. the, the difference it's made, yeah. uh, has been real too. Yeah. And our most significant
1: for you and I, our most significant times of growth in our marriage mm-hmm. are almost always Accompanied by our most painful times in marriage, right? Like our biggest struggles or stressors or disappointments or whatever.
2: Yeah. And so I think if you're listening, uh, let this be hopefully an encouragement. And if you're struggling in your marriage, you really want to implore you, hang in there. Don't give up. Don't raise the white flag. It's exactly what the enemy would want you to do. And I think we have to understand he's oftentimes lying to us saying... It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Just give up because nothing's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. And so we buy into that yep. and we go along with that. But I think we have to come back to this place again, seeing Christ, the risen Christ, the God of the impossible. Yep. Because if the, if the tomb is empty, all things, then all, all things are yep. possible for our lives and for our marriages. And we say that oftentimes because it's true. Mm-hmm. We do have a hope that extends beyond the grave. And that's a hope for all of us and for all of our lives and for all of our marriages. And God can do a miraculous work in someone's life and marriage when we have two people who are willing to surrender their lives and marriage to him.
1: Yeah. And that hope also brings freedom Mm -hmm. because it's not built on you or me. Right. It's not dependent on, you know, gosh, I'm going to have to do everything perfectly for this to happen. Yeah or he's going to have to completely change for this to happen. Right. It's dependent on Christ. It is. Who is able to do anything with nothing. Yeah. Right? He spoke everything into existence with the word. And so um that there's freedom in that. Yeah. We can trust him. And and also this is what God wants. God wants your marriage to succeed. Yeah. God wants you to mature in him. Yeah. So we can also um, rest in this is His will for our life mm-hmm. that we would stick it out and that we would work, um, you know, toward growth. Yeah, and and toward health. That's right. And change. Yeah,
2: and so I would also add to that if you've been struggling in your marriage and it just seems, you know, without end, there may be a need for biblical counseling absolutely yeah um there may be a need as we would love to invite you to come to re-engage you can't do the christian life you can't do marriage isolated from from god's church that's right we need his community um and he provides that as a place where we can share our struggles be encouraged in our walk and find hope For our lives and marriages Mm -hmm. so we need each other we can't do life without one another Mm -hmm. so don't go at this alone
1: no Um, and bring wise voices in if mm -hmm. you're in an impasse too yeah because sometimes you need someone who can see it from a a non-biased place to say oh hold on (laughs) there's a major red flag here yeah or nope you guys just need to pursue or you know pursue one another but persevere yeah um, so yeah, we don't we don't want to make blanket statements like you know there's all, all kinds of circumstances and um, things that we couldn't possibly cover with one statement. But yeah. there's protection in the body.
2: Yep, absolutely. And I love this quote. I'm just gonna end on that. The struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. Hmm. So don't give up. That's a great quote. Yeah, I love that. And I think again, it's all about perspective. Yeah perspective that we carry about struggles within marriage. And I think as we look at it through the lens of scripture, we'll see that maybe God's wanting to use that uh, in our lives and our marriage to produce um, Mm Christ-likeness and bring about wonderful change. So hang in there, don't give up. We're with you, we're in the struggle with you. We're not talking to you from a place of like, oh my gosh, we have it all put together and we no longer need the Lord and we're (laughs) you know, writing our own book about homelessness and how we achieved it. Yeah, seriously. We're, we're a work in progress ourselves. <laughs> right. And we need this just as much as anybody does. Yeah. And um, we want to invite you to join us. So if you've never been a part of ReEngage, come be a part of it. You can jump in any week, um, and we'd love to have you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that um, this week has been helpful for you. It's helpful for us. Every time we study kind of one of these before we do it, It's it's really good for us to examine our own marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And are we believing this lie in some way? And so um, as we wrap up, Trav, do you want to just pray for our listeners? Yeah,
2: let's pray together. Father, thank you for an opportunity just to talk about marriage and um, the struggle that happens within marriage. But thank you that the struggle isn't without um, a purpose. Uh, If we allow it and we see it for what it is and how God can use that struggle to produce something in us that will make us stronger that will make us better, that will make us more like Christ. And maybe that's the program that God has entailed for us within marriage. Um, Thank you for all that you've done in our lives, in our marriage, to make us more like Jesus. And we're still a work in progress and things are still getting ironed out and rough edges are still getting smoothed out by the grace of God. And we pray that not just for our marriage, but all the marriages out there. Thank you for the opportunity um, to learn and grow and to become more like your son. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. We'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye.
0: And there's another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We do not take it lightly that anyone would choose to spend time time in their day or in their week uh, tuning into any of our episodes And thank you also for those that are sharing these, uh, leaving reviews on the different podcast platforms that you listen on, and um, just sending along some encouragement. It's all very much appreciated, and it does not go unnoticed. Again, hopefully uh, today's episode was kind of digging into some heavier things, and yet um, life is full of heavy things and hard things. And so how nice to Mm. have a moment um, to maybe... Get a little bit of fresh perspective, encouragement, um, maybe the boost that you needed as you're walking through um, a hard season or you have someone close um, in your family or friend group that's walking through some stuff. So, again, God does not waste anything. Um, God is not far off even when it feels like maybe he is or we're not enjoying our circumstances or what we're walking through. We have a God who sees us, who knows and is at work Um, And we can trust that. And so, again, I hope you're able to hang on to that today. And so much of what Travis and Stephanie said was just so life giving and truth filled and encouraging. So, thank you again for choosing to spend some time with us today, and we'll see you soon.